Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. Cause 40s are 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. And I'm Josh. And today we'll be covering four more hits from the Billboard Hot 100 list. So uh, without further ado, let's crack these open. Uh, Josh, what do we got here today? Today we got a throwback, something I used to get drunk on in my earlier days, called King Cobra. Mm-mm. And I got it because, you know, it's called King Cobra. That's You can't beat that. It's the king. All right, let's crack these <laughs> open. All right, well, cheers, bud. Cheers. Oh, yeah. You know... It tastes like 18. <laughs> I mean, 21. You know what? It's actually not as gross as I thought it was going to be. I love it. We drank these a long time ago, and I remember them being really gross, but this is, actually isn't that bad. Were, Were you, you there? Okay, i got to tell a quick story. This yeah, yeah. Long, long intro, sorry. No, that's fine. You reminded me. Um, so back in my King Cobra days, I one time I had like a, a good third of a King Cobra 40 okay. in, my, in my trunk. I forgot I left it there. Okay. And then I went to a bar with some friends, and I was like, oh, I think I might have some like liquor we can uh, pregame in my trunk. And then we found this, and then my friends were like, hey, I dare you to down that in just one really long gulp. <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's been in there for three months. It's old. It's warm. And then I was like, so given that, I have to do it. Obviously. So I did it. It was great. End of story. What was the aftermath of that? I got really drunk later at the bar. <laughs> was it was it thanks to the King's co- to no, the King Cobra? Just, that set things up and I just got really drunk and, and cra- craziness ensued which I cannot tell this uh this PG thirteen audience. Oh okay. Just kidding. I would say it's like a PG thirteen to R rated audience. Let's give our audience some credit here. We've been saying we've been saying swear words all up and down these last couple episodes. I think we can give them give them some credit. Um, that being said, kids, uh, if you're uh, you know 18 or younger, make sure you have a parental unit who also likes drinking 40s around for this podcast. Um, just as a as a warning, cautionary warning. Gotta gotta say that out there. You know, make sure we don't get in trouble. Uh, cool. So, with that being said, let's look at this top 100s list. I, I, I was starting to tell a story, and like 10% of the way in, I was like, this isn't going to be funny. <laughs> but I had to tell the rest of it. Wait, you mean that story? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's sorry. No, it was a I great kidding. story. I was that, I was feeling that story, dude. I told it better. What? It's okay. Well, So, what's, what's the uh, top 40 going on? What's going on? All right, well, let's look at it here. So, uh, number one, Despacito still holding its ground as the number one. That is... I mean, it's probably been here for more than we've been doing the podcast, but that's still impressive. Uh, it's probably going to be here until the end of summer, so I guess we should just get used to that, right? Uh, impressive, annoying, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Uh, number two, Wild Thoughts. TJ Khaled still getting wild. DJ Khaled! Uh, number three, Still Bodeck Yellow, Cardi B. Um, number four, uh, Believer actually moved up in they the list. Up? It did. Oh, now it's number no. four. Um, attention is number five right below it, so I think they actually swapped places. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Imagine Dragons somehow overtaking the Poothmeister, but, you know, <laughs> things happen. Um, Unforgettable is uh, still holding uh, right below that. Um, Nothing Holding Me Back is next. That's what I like. At a shameful number eight, it should really be higher. 
Um, but honestly, I would just like that song to be high no matter what. So, you know, that's just my opinion. The song makes me high on life. I know, it's so good. <laughs> I was listening to it in the car after that last episode, and I was doing, like, the shoulder dance. Mm-hmm. And um, I was I just didn't care who was looking. I was just having a great time. Um, Shape of You is right under that. We covered that last episode as well, which puts us at the number 10 in the top 40s, well, technically top 100s, um, with Rake It Up, Yo Gotti featuring Nicki Minaj. Let's crack this open, see what we got. Bag it up. Fuck it up, 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 bag 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 no, not really. Okay, neither can I. Uh, and I don't think either of us would would have been able to do a bar on this uh, on this song because <laughs> every single person that was in this song rolled their R's at least once or twice, like as a sound effect in the back. Burrito, I can't do it. Burrito, no. Yeah, I can only do like that machine gun noise, like you know. Yeah, but uh. I get close. Yeah, you're close. You're close. Anyway, I thought it was silly. It's like, okay, you got to fill your your quotient of like, all right, where's your R roll going to be in this in this verse? Is it going to be in the back? Is it going to be in the front? It's going to be just in the in as an accent to the chorus. It just seemed like uh, it seemed kind of silly. That was my first thought. Um, Right. My midway through, I realized that okay, I was taught in a biology science class in mm-hmm. college uh, that alcohol does in fact damage your, your brain cells something like that okay and um, I mean we have so many it's not a huge deal unless you really drink a lot but midway through, midway through the song I was like this song is definitely damaging more brain cells than alcohol ever could. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god. You're like, we're sitting here drinking 40s and yet actively listening to this song is damaging more brain cells than what we're doing by drinking. Yeah. Um, how'd, yeah. You, how'd you feel about the chorus, Seth? <laughs> <laughs> there was, during the second chorus, I literally looked over at you and was like, man, this is still the chorus, isn't it? Exactly. God. It, damn. It's like, we don't have time for the chorus. <laughs> we, no one's got time for that. Man, we it's have like better 40, things to do. Forty-eight bar chorus that happens three different times. Come on, man! <laughs> Come on! You throw it in at the beginning, the middle, um, and the end. Like I will say, too many times. the rig it up, rig it up. Like that, that kind of got me laughing a little bit. Yeah. Like, I so I was entertained because it made me. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But then the second or third time around, I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> so I saw that Nicki Minaj was on here. And to me, Nicki Minaj is always sort of a, a toss-up. You're like, what are you doing, Nicki? What are you doing here, Nicki? <laughs> Nicki, what are you doing yeah, here? During the third verse, <laughs> she was just like making these weird noises. Yeah, <laughs> no, it wasn't doing? the third verse. It was the second chorus. Oh, okay. She She's literally, like, eh, 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 eh. yeah. What was it? Something like that. She was yeah. literally making like fucking like Beavis and Butthead noises. <laughs> like, like it would be like, bring it up, bring it up. She'd be like, like it sounded like she was gonna go to like. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think out of all of them, I think her verse was the best. Um, I don't know how much that's saying in this song. Um, there were a couple of lines that she said that I thought were pretty hilarious. Um, but 
You know, overall, man, like, this is the kind of song where, like, there's a lot of this on the radio now, I feel like, and whenever a chorus like that comes on, or it's just, like, a dude that's just like, yo, in the club, gonna fucking throw some things at some strippers, uh. Like, it's just... The thing, though, is he he's very proud of himself, but it's like... That's true. He's only getting some of that china... Because he's paying this person twenty thousand dollars. Like, that's a lot of. Doesn't sound what? like. Doesn't that, sound like you're the man, dude. That's not like, a brag so much as it's like, wow, you threw twenty thousand dollars at a stripper. What's up, man? I really, I really hope it was worth it, man. That's all I gotta say. I'm the best. I got. I, I, I only I, get laid by paying twenty G's, <laughs> but I can't afford it because I'm the best. Yeah, it's like a brag because he's like, I've got twenty thousand to spend, but it's also Big like, effort. is that the only way you're getting laid? That's that's too bad, man. I mean, I guess Nicki Minaj is too expensive, so she needs more than twenty thousand. So he's like, I guess I'll just settle on the stripper in the club. Be like, what up? Um, can I also just say though that? Um, when Nicki Minaj did her verse and it started out with the Chinas, I was like, man, you must have been, like, taking, like, pronunciation lessons from, like, Donald Trump and saying <laughs> China. She had that, like, that hard, like, that hard I. Mm-hmm. Like... Race with China. Like, it was really... Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. Like that I... being said, real thick vagina smuggled bricks <laughs> to China. I gotta give you props. Like, that's a hilarious line. Um, yeah. Anyway, what were you gonna say? Um, I'm just gonna... I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just so tired, Seth. I'm so tired of all this, like... Uh, the whole ideology behind most of these songs is getting me tired <laughs> this is only the first song dude we're not even but there's so many of them where it's like oh i got money or i'm very sexually desirable i sleep around and like i'm the boss and i'm the boss like a boss like and then the there's boss. these like subtle affirmations of drug of like serious drug use which i don't know it just it's not my thing see for me, like, listening to that third verse for, for Too Short... Was that Too Short or was on? I don't even remember. But it sounded like it might have been Too Short. Even though I think he referenced himself. But he definitely had that line about, um... I know the bad bitches, but I know, insert N-word, who, who bitches too. They should bleed once a month, because that's what these bitches do. It's like... It's the metaphor for, like, you should get shot, because you're a lame-ass bro. Mm-hmm. Um... But I, I distinctly remember that being a phrase I've heard in many other rap songs in my day. Says Seth, casually sipping his 40 like he knows a lot. So I agree with you. I think that a lot of the metaphors and things just kind of just kind of roll into each other on this one. I think this is more of like a more of like a vibe song. <clears throat> Um, it's like you have to you roll yeah. up in your in your nice Lambo and you've like got the subs on and no one's really listening to the lyrics but they're just like oh that's a thick beat and you roll up and you're like hi we don't have Lambos and we know no one who has <laughs> what are you even talking about I'm Seth? just saying that's if the... we had Lambos we would enjoy well it maybe the song isn't for us Josh maybe it's for those who have Lambos no, or who not. have subs it's for it's not for those people because it's <laughs> like number 10 on the top 40 and most of those people listening don't have Lambos well who's the song for do you think 
Uh, it's for people who wish they had Lambos and would feel like really good about themselves if they could spend a lot of money at strip clubs and pay 20 G's for some sex. Damn. And, um, yeah. Shots fired. I was bad. I'm sorry. I mean, I just, I don't want to, I mean, nothing's good or bad, right? It's just, did you enjoy it? Josh, no. you could say, not you could say all. it was bad. You could say it was enjoy, bad, dude. Did not enjoy it at all. Zero enjoyment from Josh Rossi. I would say it made me chuckle, and then second chorus in, I was way over it. You're over it. Well, uh, luckily we have more to go. Hopefully they're a little more interesting. Um, number 11 is Strip That Down. Liam Payne featuring Quavo. Okay. We'll uh we'll see how this one goes down. You know I love it when the music stops, but come and strip that down for me, baby. Now there's a lot of people in the crowd, but only you can dance for me. So put your hands on my body and swing that ground for me, baby. You know I love it when the music stops, but come and strip that down for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It stripped that down, Josh. Word. Word. Um, hey, real talk. Um, <laughs> I feel like if uh, if we don't make it, you know, with our with our jobs that we have now, I bet we could join one of those groups um, that just record audio for the hey 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 in the backgrounds of songs. Like we said, we were the, like the A guys, or we were yeah. we record the A guys. Well, like no, like we'd be the A guys, oh, okay, you know, okay. like like you get a group of like three, four, five dudes together, and they're like, okay, guys, hey, and you just hey, say A hey, very hey. convincingly. I wait, wait, let's that. let's try and use them like one, okay. two, three. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, that sounds pretty solid, right? I was a little off on one, but yeah, we were good. Off on one, how dare you? I notice really detailed shit. You see, this is why you'd be good though, because you're a perfectionist. Yeah. Uh, so even the smallest details of the hey, you'd like really nail down. Yeah. You know, it's pretty legit. I can feel it too. Yeah, man. Um, I, just, I can lose myself and do it. You know? Lose yourself in the moment. Yeah. Um, you better never let it go. So, what are we thinking about you only that? only get one shot <laughs> to not miss this chance. All right, to, Seth, okay. here's the problem. What's up? I actually really like that song a lot. Okay. That's good. No, 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 not strip that down. Not strip that down. No. Okay. <laughs> what song do you like? <laughs> no, the Eminem song. Oh, yeah, Lose Yourself. It's Lose a great yourself. song. That is like, oh man, I almost cried sometimes when I hear that song. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I can just picture you in your room just like weeping softly. Just a little, because like, it's like, it. it's like I, I feel that, man. Like the yeah. desperation, the like rough times and like mm-hmm. feeling like you really want to, you know, be proud of something you've done and all the work it takes to get out of a bad situation. Yeah, but, and how sometimes life's not fair and you only get that one shot, and if you right. miss it, it, that's it. And it all builds up to that, mm-hmm. a certain moment where it's like, you know... Gotta do, or, gotta do or die. Anyway, that's a great song, and the problem is, that's a great song, and I do not feel the same way about this one. <laughs> so it's making me a little sad. I'm like... Well, this is a very different song from that. Um, first off, it's not about anything so grand as uh, as that, and more about just um, okay. I'm gonna. Just, I'm gonna be, I was I was a little bit bothered by the language of like, oh, he's this hotshot in the club or wherever they are, mm-hmm. and he's like, but only you can be with me. Only you can dance with me. And it's like he's like he basically he's like, oh, you're privileged, but I need you to, but I need you to strip it down. It's like, whoa, dude, like, <laughs> what if she doesn't want to strip it down at your whim, you know? 
Were you were you thinking that were you thinking that strip it down is like the girls getting wild in the club and he's like whoa 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 let's just strip it down a little bit come on now or were you because I I interpreted it more of like yeah you should take off some of those some of those clothes you're wearing yeah that's what I'm saying he's like yeah he's just like hey you should feel privileged that I'm into you and so whenever I want you to take your clothes off you better do it oh so you're like it's more like like a command yeah I didn't like it. Well, it is a little... It's also like, I don't know, drinking can be really fun, but there's a certain point where it's like, a certain point where it feels like, it feels like people are being barraged with this message of like, you have to get drunk and lose your mind to have a good time, so like, keep spending money on alcohol and clubbing and like... Well, let it be known, Josh, that although that is something to be wary of, he says, (laughs) so... It's funny because in one line he says, I just want to have fun and get rowdy. So you're like, yeah, he, he's free from one direction. He can get rowdy. But literally the next line he says, one Coke and Bacardi, sipping lightly. Oh, okay. So he's just chilling. He's not even getting drunk. I was he's wrong. just got, well, that, okay, the he's got reason, that one drink. You're right with that. That's a good point. I was, what's stuck in my mind is like, oh, she's five shots in. She loves, she's in love now. That's why I was thinking that. Oh, was there a line? Was there a line about that? Yeah, it was the guest. There's like a guest star. Oh, was that Quavo's line? Yeah. Um, you know what? I honestly don't even. Okay, hold on. Oh, five shots in. She in love now. Oh, so word around town she got the buzz, which either means like she's heard about how cool you are or that she's buzzed. That five shots in, she's in love. Huh. Also, can I just say that this is another song about about stealing a chick from someone that she's already mm-hmm. with? It is, yeah. If, I was, I was going to bring that up, yeah. Because the, I took her from her man, don't nobody know. <laughs> like, why do you got to steal chicks from other dudes, man? Is that just like... Is I, that it's like simultaneously like fulfilling your sexual desire while <laughs> while emasculating another man? It's like the, the perfect two-in-one package. Sort of. Um, you know what I also thought was interesting is listening to this song. This song sounds exactly like that Chris Brown song that came out a couple years ago. Um, it's that like... You remember that song? I don't remember that song. Okay. Well, (laughs) I mean... I may not have ever heard it. I don't think... You would have liked it if you listened to it, so it probably doesn't matter. But in that song, that's Chris Brown being about a third as convincing as Liam is here, so this is actually a better replacement for that song, but it only took, like, you know, two years for Liam to be like, you know, if I take that beat and just uh, sing about something that's even remotely consensual and interesting, (laughs) maybe it'll be a better song. I don't know. Um, That's kind of... I don't know, man. No, real quick, though, like, talking about that Chris Brown song... As long as it passes a very... Barely passes the line of consensual. It's okay. <laughs> Barely. But even then, Quavo's stealing this chick from some other dude. So. And she's five shots in. So. And she's five shots in. Yeah. She's definitely five shots in though, because he's like, he says that first, and then he's like, and I took her from her man. Which I don't really know if that's a good brag, right? I, yeah. If she's I mean, if she's if you that. Five shots. Yeah. Yeah. If you need five shots to steal a chick from a dude. <laughs> I don't know if Not that's as fine. impressive as zero shots. That's, that's true. All, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, man, if you're gonna... I would know, trust If me. you're going to homewreck, which we strongly recommend against, do it with no shots. Make it make it legit. <laughs> make, make that girl... 
see you for a for a good person and not a lecherous drunkard yeah. in a club stealing her. It's like, oh, she needs five she needed, shots uh, Beer in. goggles to. I get you. Yeah, she needs those beer goggles with you, huh? I mean, listen, you that know. Was, that was me. I home wreck with. <laughs> 2020 vision, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fucking put that on a shirt. I, I home wreck with 2020. With 2020. I feel like people would see you and be like, you're still a piece of shit, though. And you'd be like, yeah, well. Um, anyway. You know. That's a good line. That I swear that shit. That's that. That's a really you know that could be on a top forty song. It probably will be. And we're gonna hear that. And be like, oh, we should have licensed that. Yeah, it's the it's the perfect skeezy line for someone to steal and put in a song. One one of the twelve writers of the next number one song <laughs> is gonna hear this podcast and be like, oh, "I'm taking that line." They're gonna be one of like <laughs> one of like the dozen listeners we have. They're gonna be like, "Man, I'm glad I tuned in today. Great idea, gentlemen. Thank you." You're welcome. So, what's the next song we're gonna do? Well, the next song we're gonna do um, <clears throat> is hopefully not One Direction themed. I have to say, I feel like our our um segments they get better as we drink more so i need it's <laughs> yeah. like i really we should make sure every well, we should promote this as like start with the last one first like we listen to this backwards the gold is like when we're drunk <laughs> well I mean, we're, this is only halfway i think the second song but i already feel like man i'm i'm fucking i'm vomiting out gold lines <laughs> like every single line is gold now Better to vomit gold yeah. than the first. The intro else. and first song were like that, yeah, but this is now. This is good. Well, but see, we want to save the best for last. We want to give our listeners a reason to to keep with us down the road, because otherwise they would just blow through the first one and be like, "Cool, we're out," and then just right. the rest wouldn't matter. I would also recommend that they also drink some while listening. Yeah, it would, um, it's even more entertaining. I think so. Uh, drink responsibly, but yeah, do it. Uh, crack open a forty with us. Chug while we while we chug yeah take a shot and then start the episode yeah yeah. or crack the 40 start the episode um so the next song is bank account 21 savage um have you it does sound familiar yeah um let's check it out see what we got four five six seven eight m's in my bank account yeah 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 in my I got one, All right. two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, off, seven, eight, shooters. First man. off, um, <laughs> like, 21 Savage is sitting there recording, and he's like, wait, 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 the opposite of ow is wow? Uh-huh. Oh, I need to put that in the song. I need to put that in the intro. Everyone's going to get their mind blown. <clears throat> I, it was funny. It was like, oh, oh, ow, 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 wow, wow. I was like, that was funny. And then, oh my god, three and a half minutes of just garbage. <laughs> least favorite, like least I, favorite, least favorite. What? Somewhere. You know what? I think that the I think the acoustic guitar sample was nice though. At least you gotta give it that. Okay, yeah. It was pleasant to listen. The to. sample was pleasant, but it was like a very simple, repetitive beat. It was interesting because it sounded like a home recording. It was, like, very simple and repetitive and, like, no amazing production thing going on. Right. And then his his vocal performance, <laughs> I kind of... It's weird. I almost liked the fact that it wasn't treated so heavily. Like, yeah. it wasn't quantized. He was, like, he was ahead of and behind the beat on different parts. And um, the effects were simple and sometimes kind of funny or silly, in my opinion. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was... 
That's the song. It sounded like a home recording, and it was. It sounded like. It sounded like. Maybe with some other some tune. random dude sprinkled. Just walked into his friend's house that like produces beats in his bedroom. He was like, "Oh, I got some shit. Let me let me lay down some vocals." And then he did. And then they like barely did anything and just released it. Damn. And then, the corporate structure put millions of dollars to promote it, so it's in the top forty. Damn. That's what happened. There you go. Hard facts, Josh Rossi. There you go. Um, so, I <laughs> I don't know if I would say it, I don't know if I would give it that harsh of a rating. Okay. Um, I think based on what we've heard tonight, um, actually that's a good question. I think based on what we heard tonight, this is probably my second my my like middle wait it's my middle yeah you liked it more than the Nicki Minaj guest star song yes but barely I liked it I okay. did like it more I did not I only liked it more because of the beat though if it wasn't for the, the that acoustic guitar uh-huh. sample it would have been total garbage to me okay um that being said dude fucking come on 21 Savage you can't stay on the three on that chorus for ready to gun you down it's like like Rossi give me a, give me a snap give me just a snap like that like that okay it's like ready to gun you down ready to gun you down ready to gun you down that's all you have to do that's all you have to do you're falling off of it every fucking three I mean that's probably because you just recorded it once it might have and they were like fuck it just repeat it it might have been original I don't know it might have but it wasn't it was just it was like a it was like a millimeter off so it didn't seem intentional like it may have been intentional but like if I was in well, the studio I would have been like you need to do that again you're yeah, not on the beat maybe dude. maybe the point is it's intentional but you just don't even like it it's like even if it yeah. is intentional it doesn't change the fact that it's we don't enjoy it right I mean to me like it just it's not like Kendrick like um Good Kid Mad City there's a number of songs where he'll intentionally lag or like he'll push it a little bit he'll push it and it's like and it's it's more you get more into the vibe and the flow it's kind of cool you know right it's not like that this song is not like that cause to me like if you're gonna fall off the beat you could do it in like a triplet and that would work so like you know if you're like ready to gun you down ready to gun you down but like it wasn't even a triplet it was like a weird half like in between that's what that's what actually bugged me the most out of this whole song was the fact that the rhythm was just not tight like throughout like I feel like this was like a second take and they were just like oh shit um okay well we don't have any more studio time left so we oh, just man, he's got obligations in Puerto Rico we can't he's gotta go we gotta work with what we <laughs> wait have. why Puerto Rico I don't know but uh, it's I mean gotta fly it's, out. it's, it's gotta definitely fly intentional out. because it literally to to fix it from a mixing standpoint would have been so easy and quick so mm-hmm. I, they, it's intentional what they did there but I agree, I didn't like his flow. I mean, yeah, it just... <clears throat> I don't know. It was something where, like, the, the, I, th- I think the... Also, I just I just gotta say this before I forget, because I just remembered. The fucking ad-libbing in these songs is driving me insane. Uh-huh. It is... It's driving me insane, dude. You gotta say, like, a one word after every fucking line you do. <laughs> like, every single song. Like... Like, no joke, this is the third song we've heard tonight. Every fucking song we've heard tonight has an ad lib after every line. It is fucking exhausting to listen to. Like, fucking... It's just, a, it's just him in the back. You know, like, 
I bet I need to cover the bitch, for real. I tear a new down mall, for real. And it's just like, the fucking... Like, what does it add? What does it really well, to add honest, to the song? I, I, when he would say those lines, I was like, I was like, is he for real? And then, <laughs> then I would hear, then I would hear for real, and I was like, okay, he's for real, all right. <laughs> it helped, it reassured my doubt. It, it reaffirmed your yeah. suspicions. Oh, my God. So I'm glad. It was just <laughs> so, it was so exhausting, dude. I mean, like, some of it, some of it was funny. Like, Drake, you, Draco make you do the chicken head like Chingy. Like, that was hilarious, like, because Chingy's always talking about chicken heads. Okay. So I'm like, okay, that's funny. Um, but some of them, like, please proceed with caution shooters. They'd be right with me. 21. Okay. What does 21 mean? That's him, I think, right? He's it, 21. Oh, you're right. He is 21. Wow. He's just saying his name. That's how zoned out I am right now. I don't, even, I don't even know references and shit. But there was there was a particular I one. Mean, just, that is a pretty... You know, superfluous one. <laughs> oh, so what it was is wanna see a body get you killed dog wet? Like, what the fuck does wet mean? I don't know. Like, wanna tweet about me, get you killed dog wet. It's like It's like when you when you're really hot in basketball and you just keep swishing, it's like, man, you're wet. <laughs> or when like you're you know Is that what happens? When the, when the lady's wet. Yeah, it's like, it's wet is like, it's, I don't know if it's because the sound of the swish or why, I don't know, like, I play basketball, I love basketball, and right. I don't know why the term is there, honestly, but I know it's like, oh man, that was wet. Like, when you literally, it's just like, the swish is so smooth. I've never heard of that before, but that's super interesting, yeah. and so wet's like a good term. In basketball, and with, you know. Well, with chicks, like, yeah. I, but also with basketball, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like wet. Like, your shot's wet, man. You just, it's, you keep doing a swish after swish after huh. swish. Interesting. Yeah. So, it's, would you say that that's more of a basketball term, or is that a, like, all-around term that people can use? I have no idea. Okay. I've, I mean, I'm I not just, familiar with it, but I... Those are the only two associations I have. <laughs> the okay. ladies and, and basketball. The ladies and basketball. Although he does say dunk right in your bitch like O'Neal dog. So he does make a, right. a dunking reference. Okay, there you go. So it is basketball. I was right, yeah. But the wet, it comes so much before that reference. It's setting you up for the basketball. Is it setting you up for the basketball reference? Yeah. Damn. And then, because Reggie Miller is fucking wet. He right, great, I shoot like shooter. shoot like Reggie Mill. Okay. Okay, so that's a setup. There you go. So it has a little more context. That's good. Um, still don't really like the song, but at least it has context. Yeah, I, it's my least favorite. My opinion's not changed. Okay. We should move on. I would say this is my second favorite, or my second least favorite. Okay. I wouldn't say it's my second favorite, because that's giving it too much credit. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Alright, let's see here. Uh, so that was 21 Savage Bank Account. Uh, ooh, the next one. We're going for a little bit of country, son. Are you ready oh, for this? Oh, I'm so happy. Something different. Okay. okay, yeah. This is Body Like a Back Road by Sam Hunt. Uh, this song is huge in the country scene right now. Okay. You hear it on every jukebox and every honky-tonk right now. Um, yeah, let's check it out. I'm excited to mix it up a little. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Body like a back road, driving with my eyes closed. I know every curve like the back of my head. 15 and 30 I ain't in no hurry I'm gonna take it slow Just as fast as I can You know, um That was really enjoyable, I thought What'd you think? At the very end of the song uh -huh. I heard an organ-like instrument Or yeah. organ Yeah, yeah 
and it reminded me of like a Rolling Stone, like Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan, and, the, uh. and then I was like, and then I was like, oh god. <laughs> Did that make you lose I respect just, for it? I, no, I didn't. Well, no, I, it didn't. My respect level didn't change. It just, okay. it made me long so much for Bob Dylan and his music and songs. Okay, I'm gonna. And it, s- and it just. It widened the gap of like what the music that I am interested in enjoy and this. I was like, oh my god. You know, music's so changed. Far. Music's changed, man. It's uh, it's changed since the days of Bob Dylan. Fucking people would yell at Bob Dylan to that he was playing an electric instrument. Do you remember that story? Mm-hmm. They were like, you're the fucking antichrist. Traitor. Yeah, he got. A lot of shit for that, dude. I can't. I can't even believe that, man. Like, could well, you imagine being in a time where you're one of the most influential songwriters of your generation, and you right. get yelled at literally because you bring an acu- uh, electric instrument into your sh- into your own right. show? I mean, people are silly. How insane is that? Dude? Certain it, it exists today. Like certain people, yeah. they're like they draw all these lines where it's like we're this group and this group means we like this music that yeah. has these instruments and these tones and yeah. blah blah so they were like you know they were like oh you're like pure and there's this great thing about the acoustic guitar and the solo singer songwriter it's it was silly but that's like that argument of like if you're if like something you love very dearly and like a property that you hold precious to yourself if the artist changes it like do you have the right to be like angry at the artist or do you just have to accept no. the fact that that's how it's gonna be you have be? no right oh yeah cause like right. cause like um the one thing that I remember reading about is like the the Steven Universe fandom and how it's like super toxic um cause like one of the one of the writers or it was either one of the writers or one of the animators but they like had they had one of the two characters on the show like kind of become a couple and move in together mm-hmm. and it caused this huge backlash and they were fucking like sending like messages to the writer like you should kill yourself and, like all this shit and she's like I fucking made this like I can do whatever the fuck I want like yeah. I can suck a dick so okay, if I were them I wouldn't I wouldn't let it get to me, I would honestly feel like these people need some sort of help. <laughs> well, right. I mean, obviously. Like, I hope they get some sort of help. Yeah. I mean, that's completely insane, you know, to, to take a to take something that isn't yours. Like, you can love it as it's much like as misery. you want. The yeah, 1990. Exactly. James Caan, Kathy, Kathy Bates. Bates. Great performance. That's exactly what it is, though, because she yeah. she took that property to the point where she was ready to kill the author. Right. If I saw didn't... that movie when I was like thirteen, and I enjoyed it a lot, but God. I haven't I haven't seen it since, so I don't. Such a good movie. Yeah. I was actually watching a reel with Kathy Bates recently. I love her. She's the best. Yeah. She had this quote where she was like, "Call me." Sorry. Go ahead. Call me Kathy Bates. Yeah. Um, you can call either one of us. Actually, that's fine. Okay. Um, but um. She had this quote where she was like, yeah, my mom said when I was born, the the doctor slapped me on the bottom, and I thought it was applause, and I've been trying to chase it ever since. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just amazing. Um, anyway, we're getting slightly off subject, but... So the song itself... Body Like a Back Road, um, yes. Okay, the metaphor is sort of interesting. Yeah. Um, I like that. I'm kind of... I kind of like the metaphor. It's like... Because back roads are a little bit secretive. It's like the mm-hmm. idea... If you know a back road, that means you have 
you have intimate s- knowledge. It's secret intimate knowledge, yeah, or yeah. whatever. And so that's nice. But then, aside from that, everything else about the song, I was like, eh. It's pretty, like, it's pretty pop country-ish. But what I appreciate about this song... Um, is that it doesn't it doesn't go full on Florida Georgia line, and what I mean by that is that it doesn't go full rap pop country, mm-hmm. because a lot of pop country is trying to do that to appeal to their younger fan base. Right. But this song it stays a lot more towards the pop end of it, which to me I appreciate. They it, still, oh yeah. It's not it's not trying to pander specifically to that mashup, uh, like Florida Georgia line is doing extremely unapologetically. I think it's. Yeah. It's still it's that being said, it's got those fucking A's in the background. It's still pandering. It has the A's which were on the other songs. It's got kind of that tr- it's got like a trap beat, right? And the way it's weird. That and then even the way that he pronounces and like inflects his certain deliveries, it's it's uh veering off from the country element and then more into the like more yeah. of today. Yeah, I mean I nothing yeah. wrong with it, but there's nothing wrong with it. I kind of I kind of am hating the fact that country is trying to appeal to to hip hop audiences. I feel like it doesn't it never sounds right to me. And this might be because I have played a lot of country music in the past. And I'm, like, familiar with the hits and all that, but... I wouldn't even call it country, honestly. Yeah, right? It's basically just pop with twang, right? If we want to... I mean... What do you think? I... The way I look at country, or feel about country, is that... Like, the authors of songs are from rural, lower-middle-class backgrounds... And they're writing songs about their lives. It's not like this very polished and produced thing with a very slight southern twang. Mm. That's not country. So the, I mean, to me, country. To me, country is very sim. It's very associated with um, like sort of singer songwriter vibes, which is singer songwriter is completely absent from top 40 music because top 40 music is like it's not singer songwriter it's it's like 10 to 40 very trained and highly paid people in the industry to produce music for consuming well you know maybe we should talk about this though because i realize that this is something that comes up a lot in top 40 music that we're listening to is you find a lot of songs that have probably been you know they've probably been workshopped a lot they've probably been passed around a couple hands um, do you think that this is the new that that like this format is like the new singer songwriter? Like, do you think this is like the new phase that music is starting to take over now, as opposed to the singer songwriter of like the '90s, '80s mm. era? I that's a good question. I think the idea the idea of having like um, like a large group of writers that are writing specifically for money they're like it's very business market oriented it's like what's our audience and how do we pander and appeal to them like sure the motivation of that and the song and like the songs that become top 40 that's probably been involved for a long time like I don't know how long but probably very long time but I think there was more room for 
um, actual bands or single songwriters to do their thing and make their art. I think there is more room for them in the past, and it's slowly become completely taken over by the corporate, like, by the corporate structure now. You know, um, I wonder, though, because... You know, if you look at radio in general and you look at pop in general, you have artists, you know, I'm sure as far back as the 80s that have multiple songwriters on them. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that the multiple songwriters thing is anything new in pop music. Mm -hmm. I would argue Even that... Even 60s, there was... Yeah. 50s, 60s, yeah. Uh, what, was that, what was that really famous building in New York that was like multiple levels? I'm not sure. Uh, oh man, it starts with an H... Uh, shit. But it had a bunch of, like, those 60s, 70s, like, you know, old-school classic rock-pop singles on it. Right. And I feel like they were all workshopped in that one building by, like, probably the same group of people with, like, whatever artists they were working with. Right. So I would actually argue that the trend of having a bunch of people working on a pop song together probably isn't too much out of what has been in the past, um, the difference, of course, is that now that we have more electronic influence, we have a lot. Like you said, it's like they're they're trying to cater to what people like, and so I don't think the personally I don't think that the amount of songwriters or the fact that there's multiple songwriters on a song has changed. It's just that the delivery has changed. I think it has changed. Because, you think it's changed? Because it's been there since it's been there for like a while mm -hmm. but i think it's different because in the 60s it's like beach boys and beatles okay those are in my opinion those are artists sure and they they dominated parts of the charts in certain eras and then in the 70s like zeppelin or queen like they also dominated like you have in my opinion actual artists dominating okay like top 40 sec you know segments um, but it's, I feel like they're, that, that's not happening now. It's like, mm. they were, they were, it, it was a mix back in the day of like, these sort of like focus grouped, workshopped pop hits with actual artists was, it was like a mix between the two. Mm. And then slowly it's just completely become the other, you know? You know, I'd be curious to look at like what... You know, maybe, and that's something that we can do with 40s on 40s, because um, inevitably we're going to run out of songs to do if if right. the 40s don't change. Don't change. Right. Um, that maybe what we can do is we can go into other other eras, eras and yeah. we can look at 40s hits from other eras and start doing those, because I I would be I would be suspicious that you would find similar trends in earlier times. Because I know that, you know, there were a lot of big bands like the Beatles no, and like, like Zeppelin. Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody was like number one yeah. for a long ass time. It was. I mean, it's a great fucking and that's song. And that's one of many examples I could give you from like 50s, 60s onward. But more. again, that's only one example. I'm sure you've got <laughs> other songs that have been workshopped and have, you know, mm -hmm. had similar treatments. I just think that the maybe the ones that have lasted which is the difference. I think that a lot of the songs that are coming out now in the top 40s, you're going to forget them within the year, you know? Like, no yeah. one's going to fucking remember them. Right. Um, like, I'm still I'm still repping Throw Some Ds, and that was a song from, like, 2004, and that was by, uh, oh, man, by Rich Boy, I think. 
and he just fucking dropped off the map, you know, like he hasn't done shit since. Right. And that's how, how a ton of these artists I think are gonna be. Whereas yeah. back then, I think you had a lot more artists who uh, had a little bit more longevity with their careers. Um, and I, I think that that would be the difference is I think that you have a lot of artists who were on the top 40s who were who had multiple songwriters, but their longevity was a little bit better. Whereas, right. whereas people now that are on Maybe the top forties, it's so it's so just like consumerist, like gotta gotta listen to it right now. Right. That by the time a year rolls around, they're already irrelevant. Maybe there's something a little more human and universal than the older hits. I would I would say so, yeah. Because I mean, you I know, would say yeah for sure. Yeah. I would, personally, I would say yeah. Because you're working with um, Even, this. Yeah. This is before electronic music was really a thing, and before that technology had been invented. Because at that point, that technology was only really being explored by like prog bands, and like bands like Pink Floyd and King Crimson, and like bands that were it was like new to the scene, and no one was willing to try it, and so these bands were like, "Fuck it, let's do it," and they just like jumped into it, you know. Um, and even some of those bands had top songs and had a lot of popularity. My point, sort of jumping off that would, yeah, be, yeah. would be that because there is a little bit less technology, that the artists who had the artists who were part of the workshop group of hit wor- workshop group of group of hits, the artists themselves had to have more skill and talent and appeal. You couldn't just manufacture it through technology and effects yeah. and mixing like. You know, the the singing and the charm and the lyrics sure. like were a little more um, s- substantial. Sure, and I mean, even that. outside of that, you know, you got so many. I mean, everybody used analog back then. You know, you needed session musicians who could go in there and nail a track in one go. Exactly. Because you had to use tape, and tape was expensive. Yeah. So like that shit was is real on the. It's like. You couldn't quantize or pitch correct shit. You had to, like, actually... Yeah, you literally just yeah. sit down, and you're like, well, here's the song. You've got this one shot to do it, or else we have to use up a bunch more tape, and that costs money. Right. Whereas now, you know, you can you can go in, and you can fix it in post, as they say, and you can just go in, and you can auto-tune, you can do all that shit, which is nice, and it, it definitely is more cost-effective, but on the other hand, you're making these kind of dime-a-dozen single artists... Where you can basically, like, I mean, take Rihanna, for example, bless her heart, she's had a pretty, pretty intense career, I think whoever was managing her, which I'm honestly too lazy to look it up right now, but whoever was managing her, she was putting out, like, two, three albums a year at one point, like, that is a fuck ton of music, you know, and that's gonna wear a person out, and so at that point, like, you know, she's basically just going in you know, doing it by the numbers, kind of doing what she needs to, and then she's out, so she can have her singles out on the radio quick enough, um, and for, I don't know, to, to, to make an artist that streamlined, like, you kind of lose a little bit of the organicness, like you're saying, um, Mm. it takes away a little bit from the humanity of the song, if you're forcing that onto your artist, in my opinion, um, some artists are fucking workhorses, and, you know, like, Frank Zappa, that motherfucker produced like 60 plus records while he was alive. Right. It's insane. And then the Zappa, the Zappa family uh, unearthed another 37 albums worth of material. That is almost 100 albums worth of fucking music. That is completely insane. But like, some people are more prolific than others, you know? Right. Um, and he, of, of course, he works in a genre that didn't really have as much 
uh, as much confines as pop, because he was, he had jazz influence, he had psychedelic influence, he had all kinds of stuff, but I think, I think what I'm trying to get at in my ramblings here is that when you have an artist who, you put them into the confines, because, like, we're in the modern age now, there's, like, a lot of things that can make you know, creating a pop single really easy, but on the other hand, if you do it too quickly and you produce it cheaply, it's going to reflect in the longevity of the song itself, yeah. and so, like, you've got songs that we're, we're going over here tonight, yeah. and, like, I'm not gonna remember this shit in a week, and yeah. I bet most people aren't gonna remember this shit in the next year, I, I you already know? forgot it. I already forgot these can songs. I, can I just pause right here and just sure. be like, it's kind of, um... It's uh, funny and um, pleasurable to me to know that we took a country pop 40 song and somehow mutated it to start talking about Frank Zappa. That's I'm good with that. Well, you know, Josh, that's just how this show <clears throat> is. Um. <laughs> and I have one more swig of my 40. I'm clearly buzzing. Yeah. I'm... Wait, I got one more swig of mine, so... Right. Hey, cheers, buddy. Mm. It is done. That pause you heard, that was us chugging. <laughs> it is good. Done. Oh, I didn't even finish all mine. Um, so, Josh, um, well, first, firstly, what are your final thoughts on this song? Do you remember the song? <laughs> we talked so much, and I don't remember anything. Um, <clears throat> just so, kidding. It was... <clears throat> I thought this was my top out of the four we heard today. <clears throat> uh, no, I... No? What was this your was, what, was a, what was your ranking? What was this your ranking? This was a weak episode in terms of like how I <laughs> how much I enjoyed the, the songs. It's brutal. This is pretty bad. I mean, um, listen, we had Bruno Mars last week, which <clears throat> fucking blew me away. Yeah, that, um, I was not expecting that level of quality. So, I didn't like any of the songs very much. Okay, but the most bearable was "Rake It Up." That's me. I'm very. I'm actually extremely surprised to hear that. Yeah. Um, because for me, Rake It Up was one of the most generic ones we heard tonight. Okay. Um, I would say Rake It Up, still number two. Um, this was number one in the country. I, I think know. Body Like a Background was my number one. I think so. Because the reason why is because it... Well, first off, I think its message was like... It was the clearest, but it was also, like, it used a unique metaphor to describe right. a relationship. I would put it maybe two, maybe three. Okay. I'd have to remember. Okay. So you'd, like, put it up there, but it's not your number one. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I would say, honestly, dude, bank account, fucking number four, for okay. sure. I just, it was just so... I'm not trying if 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 dare any of these artists actually listen to this podcast because if they did I'd be like wow that's great but also sorry um <laughs> but I mean 21 Savage dude come on like you gotta you gotta if your whole album is like that <clears throat> I'm real fucking sorry dude like that is a shame um I don't want and like if I or when if and when, when yeah. I reach some sort of level of success and industriousness in the music business, I would avoid that man. Avoid if you saw 21 Savage and I he was like, him hey, what's all, up? All the people associated with his music. I don't know if there is anyone else associated with his music outside of him. I, I mean, I haven't looked it up. I I'd will be like, probably look it up tonight. At but. a certain point, I would be the shit 
not me personally, but like what I'm involved with, and then they would be like, hey, you want to go to this party? And then he'd be there, and I'd be like, nah, I'm just going to go home. <laughs> I'm gonna go home. You would like start walking, you'd see him in front of you, and then you'd like make a beeline towards another direction? Yeah. Damn. Like, yeah. So does that mean, does that mean the bank account is also your number four? No, you said, you said, um, well, what was, what is, what is your bottom? Bank account is probably the it's bottom. bank account your bottom? Yeah. Okay. Three is, three is the One Direction. Three is strip that down for you? Two is the country and one is rake it. Okay. I'm, I'm surprised by that. And yet. I am sort of not surprised. I think Rake It Up is close for me because of... Purely because of Nicki Minaj. Um, that being said, I still think that Body Like a Backward was my favorite. I think Rake It Up is right below that. Strip It Down is below that. Bank Account is below that. I, I, I originally thought that Rake It Up was going to be a little bit lower... But upon second opinion, I actually remember... I remember Rake It Up more than I do Strip That Down. Strip That Down, I don't even remember anymore. Good. Even in the... You're not missing out. 45 plus minutes we've been doing this, I don't even remember it anymore. Is this a 45 minute episode? It's close. We need to cut this off, man. This is way too long. What? Josh, it's what the people want. We gotta give the people what they want. I'll give them what they want. Oh, baby. <laughs> anyway, uh, cool. Well, I guess that does it for this episode of 40s on 40s. Um, <laughs> Josh, you have any final words before we let the people go? I love... If, you, if you've if you listened through this, <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> and call me. Um, 21 yes. minutes? Yeah, bro. 22. Oh That's what we're God. fucking talking about, son. We're talking about Stop real it. shit. No, stop it. No, I won't. We're going to do our outros. Anyway, Josh is a little buzzed. Um, thank you all for listening to this episode of, tw- of 40s on 40s. I was going to say 20s on 20s. <laughs> we're not drinking 20s. We're drinking 40s. Um, I've been Seth. I'm Josh. And uh, this has been 40s on 40s. Thank you so much. Y'all are the best. Love you all. And uh, tune in next week when we cover more Top 40s Hits. Cheers. Cheers. One, two, three. Four.